welcome to episode 162 of Relics of Ore. I'm your host, Grybach, and joining me this fine evening are my hosts, Spirit and Vrabin. How are you doing this evening, Vrabin? I'm doing pretty well. I made two shows in a row. Yeah, that's right. We're starting a trend here. Um, and how are you doing this evening, Spirit? I just found toothpaste in my hair, and it's that kind of day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Um, you should have come to Worldview World with me earlier. I told you. I should have. That's that's yeah. That's like a classic Guild Wars distracting shot. Like you just completely disarmed me. Um. So this <laughs> it's like complete interrupted train of thought. Um. Wow. Anyway, so yeah, so this week in uh, Guild Wars, we have the new Engineer Elite Specialization to talk about, the Scrapper. Um, do either of you two play Engineer much? Or is this going to be the total NG noobcast? I play Engineer in PvP, and I like NG a lot in PvP, and I have my own homebrew uh, condition build that I use, and it's pretty successful. I love it when you get Engineer Win, Engineer Win as your daily, both of them. I don't know why it does that, but it seems to a lot. Uh-huh. And I do really well. But then I take my Engineer into uh, PvE, and I just don't like it. Have you done it since the condition cap was uh, removed in PvE? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I still like it, even though um, the conditions have been sort of nerfed for people who aren't. For people doing it by themselves, I mean. Yeah. Um, so okay, I guess the and- thing that shines oh. to me, or maybe I'm jumping ahead too far, the thing that shines for me most with the... Uh, Scrapper would be the fact that the drones can finish enemies. I think that might be really interesting. Yeah, so it is, it's really, I I find this interesting that they're introducing this new mechanic of um, remote finishing and um, reviving that do not, um, what's the word, like they don't lock you in place. You know, they don't root you, that's the word I'm looking for. They don't root you, it doesn't take any skills, it's just a passive effect of being a scrapper. Um, which is pretty pretty cool. I don't think that there's really anything. Uh, I don't. I don't think any of the other elite specializations thus far have gotten any completely passive, um, like generic ability upgrade. Oh no, that's not true. I guess the uh, Daredevil gets an extra dodge, which is sort of in yeah. the same vein I was thinking of. But no, that's that's really cool. Um, it's really nice. I think uh, for, at least in PVE, it's going to be really nice to be able to res people while not being rooted. Um, yeah. I don't We've know seen that what... before with ranger pets, but yeah. Yeah, but, but you I mean, you have a skill. Yeah, exactly. It takes one of your skills up. Like it's, and that's like lowering your DPS by virtue of the fact that your pet is a lot of your DPS as a ranger. Um, but yeah, that's cool. And in PvP, I mean, I didn't fair fair notice to listeners. Did either of you watch Points of Interest? Because I didn't get around to it this week. Uh, I watched bits, but not the full thing. I, I did, I did and, reading this week instead of watching. I'll be honest and say I can't stand points of interest. <laughs> well, that's okay, because it's going away. Um, sort of. We'll see. Womp womp. womp. Uh, I just ask because a lot of the time they clarify some of these things that, you know, maybe maybe we just don't... Maybe it's been explained, but we just don't know. Um, so I guess I sort of... My question is with the finisher drone... Uh, there has there there has to be some way to stop it, which presumably is killing it. And so, what is the penalty for it dying? Like, does that prevent you from finishing again, or is it just like it gets killed in one shot and then you can like restart the finisher? Or like, there so has is to be it something. Like a turret is based I guess, the main on question. based on the there's a trait that gives the engineer and the 
function gyro a um, stability. Mm -hmm. um, so based on that, I would say it's possible to push it off uh, without killing it. So I don't think it's a one-shot thing. Um, and I would imagine from what I've read that it would just go on cooldown for a little while. So if your, your function gyro is destroyed, um, you wouldn't be able to use it again for 15, 20 seconds. I don't, I have no idea what the cooldown is. Um, well, cause it's not it's a skill though, again. right? Like in its, in itself, it doesn't take up one of your skill slots to have that, right? I don't think so. No, I think it's cause it's a minor trait. I right. believe like the, it's just like your F skill changes function. So I wonder, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe they'll just have a new spot on the UI to just, like, show think, that. Yeah, I would think there has got to be, uh, or maybe, like, a like a, a skill effect, like Ranger's Opening Strike, like, just when it's available, it goes up. Um, oh, that could be. Yeah, yeah I happen like to be that. dancing around in my Ranger right now, so I was like, ah, that's a smart thing. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not quite sure how they're going to manage that, but I would imagine uh, there's some sort of internal cooldown. Um, yeah. So that if it is destroyed, you can't just continuously spam it. Yeah, which is interesting because in like that, um, if that is the case, that is a pretty strong ability. But also, it means like that you can be hindered more than a regular class potentially, especially in PVE. Well, really in both, like PVE, because things just do enough damage that they'll they would probably kill it quickly, and in PvP because people are smart and would know to like burst that down. So, like, losing but the that's ability where the to trick finish is. things? If yeah. people learn to burst that down, you may, um, you know, plan for that and ha want them to use the resource on that and then do something else. Yeah. Well, and I wonder if you'll be able to do normal, like, resing or whatever if if your bot is destroyed or if it just, like, completely disables that functionality for you. I would imagine. I would imagine they, they're separate because I can see um, situations where you... you well, I imagine it would work like this. <laughs> Full disclaimer, I didn't watch all of, of POI. Um, but uh, I can see like double resing where you would put your function gyro on it and then you would also be resing. I think that is probably a valid strategy. So mm. I think I think it just would hinder your ability to res. And this actually this is something I wanted to bring up too, um, which might factor in a little bit, I guess. It seems weird to me. That I mean, we've talked about in the past how specializations, you know, we can see very clear uses for them in World v. World and PvP, uh, and then it's, it's harder in PvE because we don't know exactly what Heart of Thorns is going to bring for it. That's true, but for sure. For the function gyro, where uh, fifty percent of the ability is reviving your allies, um, and you know, generally you don't want them in the down state anyway. Uh, it's going to happen, but you know, obviously you'd prefer to avoid that, so you want to do that and then there's no finishing enemies well, i was thinking PvE. the same thing i was gonna ask so, is there anything well, in, there, that we've seen in heart of thorns that we finish kind of like we do the uh the toxic events i was gonna say there are Not the toxic events that exist currently you know that that you have to finish but i haven't i yeah. haven't seen it either but it's just weird to, i mean like it's just really weird to me to see the like you know the profession mechanic of a an elite specialization and I, you know, half of it is completely useless in PvE, and the other half is, you know, ideally useless. Like, in an ideal situation, is useless. So what, uh, that is bizarre and disappointing to me, that there's not... Well, I don't some, know that, you know? like... I don't know, like, I just weird. I don't know that I would call it ideally useless, because it's really never going to happen that nobody's ever going to be downed. Like, 
if if you're walking over content so hard that nothing ever dies, then like that's kind of irrelevant. But it is a, I mean, it is a minor trait, you know. Like the, um, it's I don't know. Yeah, I it's, guess. But if you compare that to like like a thief getting an extra dodge, that's useful in every situation. So why like? True, but like for, like if so... we're talking about trait economy, you know, like Necro's trait is you get Reaper Shroud instead of Death Shroud, like. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Which is not to say anything bad about Reaper Shroud, but, like, as a trait, is just, like, something is different more than it is, like... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I guess. A... No, I, I understand what you mean. I just... Yeah, it's just very... It's a it's weird very different. spot to me. Like, to not be able to see any, like, immediate application to that is very disconcerting. I mean, even I though hope. I, like, I really enjoy the idea of Scrapper. Like, the... Um, the melee... Um, smashy smash tank kind of aspect that they're they're trying to push with it i think um is is appealing to me um in uh for the idea like if if we need tanks for raids i said i was really excited about maybe playing an invasion tank on a daredevil uh but maybe because my ping is super high uh maybe i'll have better luck doing that on a scrapper um so that's kind of intriguing to me as well I hate that high latency. But, you know, I kind of hope that uh, we see finishers more often in, you know, PvE, where we need to do finishing. So I don't hope that's an indication of that, and if not, I guess I'll just keep playing my uh, engineer in PvP. I would really like, this is just like pie in the sky wish, but I would really like to see a raid bot, like finishing raid bosses, uh, and maybe even like sync finishing raid bosses, so you have to get like two or three finishers off at the same time to actually kill it, or otherwise it'll res. That'd be pretty cool. I would love that. Yeah, and if you're an engineer, cool. you could stand over with sunglasses behind it, kind of like that explosion thing that people do. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Stand with your back to the explosion. Don't look at it. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. That's, those are some interesting thoughts that I hadn't. Ooh, uh, that makes me think. If we have to finish raid bosses, like literally finish them, we need to take as RO. We need to take like three or four engineers in, and they're all stand with their back to the thing they're finishing, as their uh, drones do it. I'm ready. And then one of you, like, has a flamethrower so that you can provide the explosions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, that got off topic. What do you guys think of the hammer? The fact I like that the it, hammer. Like, the fact that it's the hammer and also the skills. Well, the reason, I'm going to disclaimer right now, the reason I like the hammer so much is because my uh, Silvari that is an engineer is purple, and I bought the Chaos Hammer, is it? No, it's a Tormented Hammer. Oh, I bought nice. the Tormented Hammer when it was out recently, and it's just going to match what my what I'm looking for on that character. So, oh yeah, Fashion, Fashion Wars, Wars 2 is entirely val- <laughs> valid. Yeah, totally. Um, what about you, Spirit? Thoughts on the hammer? I really like it. Um, possibly more than any other weapon set I think that's been revealed thus far. Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, it's got an advantage because it has three more skills than the offhand weapon. Um, but I think thematically... Uh, and you know, we've been talking, that's the word we've been using a lot lately is, uh, uh, the one that I've forgotten right now. <laughs> visceral, that's what it was. Uh, the, the very visceral, uh, feel of the hammer and like having those, the force behind those hits, I think is really cool. And the, it's electricity themed, but it's also a very engineer kind of electricity. Like the lightning field isn't just another, um, like lightning strikey like the the elementalist ring that i have no idea what it's called because i don't play ellie barely at all oh static I field no static field yes 
Yeah, it's not it's not static field. It's a different like type of electricity. It's different colored, and I think that's very cool. Like it it could have easily been a similar thing. No, uh, th- plus, there's oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I'll go. So, yeah, I feel like you could take the hammer into a fight with someone with a lightsaber and be okay. <laughs> yeah. Plus, cool. And then you could totally do the, uh, um, oh gosh, what's that weapon called? The, like, the, the, like, lightning hammer that looks like the conjured, the conjured hammer. Uh, Mjolnir? Yeah, well, yeah, Mjolnir. There you go. Go for, like, lightning on your Ooh, lightning. There you go. Yeah. I heard you like lightning. Mjolnir is more expensive than most legendaries, or precursors anyway. Most precursors, yes. Not legendaries, but... It is quite expensive, because those ch- friggin' charge lodestones. There's also, uh, one of the other main reasons I really like hammers, there's a ton of synergy on it, which is great, with the, first of all, rocket charge. I am about three leaps that take me a thousand units. What are they? They're just units, units right? Units, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, a thousand unit leap is awesome. And not only that, it has three leap finishers on it, so you can combo through your own fields, you can combo through other people's fields. NG has so much potential for combos. That's one of the... I enjoy playing NG in bursts, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I can do all these cool combos. And then, like, a week later, I'm like, oh, this is too much, I'm gonna go back to playing my Guardian. Uh, but um, <laughs> there, there really is a lot of potential for those people who do enjoy that kind of play style. There, it's there, and there's traits that synergize with it, so that if you... It's something like if you leap through it, uh, if you leap through a lightning field, uh, which you have in your five skill, it dazes, and then there's a trait which makes your dazes and stuns last less twenty five percent longer. And there's also one I can't remember what it is there, but there's another um, trait for leaping that synergizes differently. And yeah. there's some awesome regen traits. I don't know, like there's it's a very good. I see a lot. A lot of potential for synergy um, with the different Final salvo, gyroscope, so lightning field, grant super speed. No, that's not what you're talking. Thinking. Um, yeah. No, but that one's interesting too. Also of note, I, I mean, I don't know if it's other people think it's of note, but the fact that engineers can only have one weapon set because of their ability to supplement with kits. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like on the one hand, it's sort of an extra opportunity cost for them, but at the uh, at the same time, all of their kits for the most part are already ranged, and so, um, I mean, not all of them technically, but uh, that that sort of helps supplement that in some ways, uh, just you know, in terms of That's if you're thinking point. about your gear, like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's cool also because there's, well, discounting the Revenant, but pre, pre-Heart of Thorns, there were only two professions that used Hammer, um, Guardian Warrior, huh? Yeah, the two the two heavies. So anything to get more access to some of the f- like less less accessible slash used weapon types is pretty cool. You know what else is used by two professions? Rifle. Also pistol. No. Mesmer the- engineer. Oh, you're right, Mesmer. Thief. That's right. But Mesmer's only offhand. Yeah. Right. That's right. Um, yeah, that's true. But also, I'm just gonna take a second and say it's a travesty that rangers can't use hammers. I'm sorry. I feel that deep in my soul. Like, I'm waiting. Let's uh go more on that. Bunny thumpers for life. Like, can't believe it. Uh, if you didn't play Guild Wars One, Bunny Thumper was the name of a fairly popular build that made its way into the meta wherein 
Rangers would take a, awesome. a warrior secondary because the one of the balancing factors for warriors is that a lot of their skills used adrenaline uh where but like some of their skills used energy and they had very poor energy management and so those skills tended to be very good and did not cost very much energy because of that so taking them as a ranger who had extremely good energy management um especially when it was on skills instead of like spells for example uh left you with a ranger that took a hammer and a bunch of warrior skills and you ran up and knocked the crap like knocked down the crap out of everything and it cost nothing and you basically had infinitely I'm so glad that energy management's back with the uh, revenant. Yeah, it was an interesting mechanic. Um but anyway, yeah, when when Guild Wars 2 came out and like had weapons locked to professions, I was blown away that ranger had great sword but not hammer like Yeah, I just the idea of uh we ran spear chucker rangers in alliance battles. Yeah. Um you know, this is a story any of you have heard before, but hamstorming, uh, where we basically rampaged around with our pets. I miss that kind of playstyle. I would also like to be up on the front line with my pet. Uh, I thought Rampages 1 would give me that opportunity, but uh, alas, Rampages 1 is usually popped when I'm sitting in the back and filling your face full of arrows. So, anyway, that was that was a long uh, tangent, but the point is, I think we're all very thematically down with hammers because yep. of a variety of reasons. So that's cool. Um, so like onto the sort of meat of, well, maybe not the meat of the class, but the the gyros just in general as a general concept. Aside, like not including the F skill or the F button, I guess not F skill gyro. Um, the slottable ones. Do you guys have any feelings on those? Because I definitely have some feelings. Either one of you have any thoughts? It'll depend on how they're balanced. I, based on um, most, or I would say the majority of quote-unquote pet classes, uh, I don't include the ranger in this because their pet is actually, you have control over it and it's has skills and is reasonably tanky, but the now. ones that don't, so... Yeah. The ones that don't, so... You know, turret NGs, uh, spirit weapons, necromancer minions have historically been, like, the... Just generally not good builds. <laughs> like, just to, you know, straight up, just not good. Uh, for whatever reason, if it's because they stand in the AoE, the AI is not responsive, um, they die just quickly. Too squishy. Yeah, ranger spirits included in that. Um, so seeing another skill of that type, knowing that virtually all the existing ones are problematic, highly situational, or um, you know just not used at all, is disappointing. I think there's definitely a couple of them that stood out to me as being interesting and having some good applications but again i'm seeing um situational and depending on how much help they have uh potentially disappointing so just to be clear all the uh the gyros they are utility skills uh yeah with the exception of the like interact gyro because that's a gyro too right or is it a... yeah or is that just a drone or drones gyros. I think I think no, I think they're they're all called gyros, but drones is coming from uh we had seen the models and and stuff oh. in the trailers, and so drones is I think the player 
uh, the community name, name for them. Yeah, because I mean that, that's what they look like. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I that's that's pretty much my thoughts as well. Coming from a necromancer, uh, I would say all of the, I guess I would classify them as optional pet pet classes. So like the ranger, it doesn't count because it is not optional. Like you have a pet. So, like, then the ranger class is balanced around a pet, and the pet is balanced around always being there. Whereas the mm-hmm. classes that don't have them, or that have them but as utility skills, the utility skills tend to be very weak because the whole rest of the class can't be balanced around the idea that you will or won't have them because it's a choice. Um, so they've been historically on the very weak side. Um, yeah, I guess I want to see if the... Uh... The real question will be if the gyros will replace turrets or not. Will they be better than turrets or not? They have to be better than turrets because they move. Like, I can't imagine them. Well, I guess it depends on if we're talking about. But turrets are pretty strong because turrets are better than minions in the fact that they. Well, maybe since the minion AI fix, it's better. But turrets would attack what you're attacking, and minions wouldn't for the longest time. Mm, That's true, isn't it? Um, But turrets also attack walls. Like, I don't know if you guys have been sitting there, but your net turret will suddenly just decide that. Something in the wall is. I it probably saw a spider. That's my excuse. There's something uh, in the walls. Are, are set to attack spiders, but um, since the the change that allowed turrets to be uh condiable and critical, uh, they've really fallen out of favor. And I don't. I don't know. Honestly, I as much as I enjoy playing engineer from time to time, I haven't touched it since the specialization changes because it just was, I had to relearn everything that I had and I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, confession time, I guess, if you will, I haven't touched them. Any of these summonable classes, uh, summons that is, I've played the classes themselves, but I haven't, I haven't touched any of these summons for a very long time just because it never really seemed like, much was ever done, you know, to remedy the problems. So yeah, I mean, outside yeah, again, of- but since I only really play my engineer in PvP, turrets are good for holding a point or trying to cap a point. So yeah, that's true too. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I I think this I think this specialization at the moment, just from what we know, and again, partly because of a lack of information on some of the Heart of Thorns later content, um. I imagine a lot more applications for this specialization so far in PvP than in PvE, but mm-hmm. again, I don't I don't super hard play my play my NG. I just uh I'm not an NG main at all. The well like I said, there there's a couple that I think have some potentially interesting uses. Like the um there's one drone that puts a buff on all your allies. And it, sh- I think it reduces fifty percent of damage, and like the damage goes to the um, gyro instead of the player. So like the like the mesmer's illusionary defender, only um, I think more portable. I don't think I don't know how how often illusionary defender is used, but I presume it doesn't move around a lot like many of the phantasms. Uh, so if the gyro is following you, that's a little bit better for staying with your group, and it's also um, that one specifically, they said, has a, a much higher health pool uh, to compensate for the fact that it's going to be taking damage. I wonder if so, it's going to have different health pools in PvE versus PvP, because that's a huge question. Yeah. Yeah. That is, I mean, yeah. Because if they Whether don't... they're going to do any splitting. Yeah, if they don't, I have to imagine that it'll be balanced around the PvP side, because they, they can't... They always are. <laughs> well, they can't, they can't introduce a skill that would absorb 
high-end PvE amounts of damage. Like, they just can't. They just can't do that. And then if you were asked, talking about a split, is it going to be split between just structured PvP and the rest of the game? Or is World v. World going to get their own split? That's another thing to think about. That is, yeah, that's another good question. At least in World v. World, there's a lot more players and, like, random incidental fire happening. So that PvE level threshold of damage is... If there's Zerging, the problem... Yeah. Yeah, if there's just some roamers, then everyone's going to, you know, if it, the drone we're talking about has a huge health pool, every roamer's going to want to take it now, and then that's going to be... Ridiculous. Really, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's uh, those are all definitely concerns. Like, Yeah, the other one uh, I thought was interesting was the Elite, um, which I believe it's five targets. Stealths um, up to five targets in a radius around the gyro, um for up to 30 seconds. So it pulses um, four seconds of stealth, and I think the gyro lasts for 30 seconds, so I think technically you'd end up with like 34 seconds of stealth. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's how it works. Um, But the thing is, the gyro doesn't actually stealth itself. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, so I mean, it's... You could do some interesting... I mean, again, it's PvP and World of World-centric, though, because no PvE mob is going to go, oh, hey, there's nothing there, and, like, not kill the... They they always snipe you. They know 10 seconds before you come out of stealth. They know when you're coming out of stealth before you stealth. I hate that. That's another uh, story entirely. Um... So you can do some interesting things with it in PvP and World of World. Spirit, you sound like my dad playing Super Mario. The game cheats. <laughs> the game does cheat. Rah, 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 rah. Um, but the game defines the rules, do... so how is it cheating now? <laughs> uh, with the gyro, like, you know, a, if you see that, you know there's probably players in there, but there's some thought that goes into it, because you know, how many players are in there? Can I go over and attack that safely? Or is it going to eat me? Uh, should I just stay here and watch the drone? Um, you know, can... Uh, stuff like that. It's... Yeah. Like, there's interesting players around that. It's interesting and tactical, then, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is tactical. Tactical. Blah, 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 blah. The other, the tool belt skill for that reveals stealth players, mm. which is a whole other can of worms, uh, because you know shadow refuge thieves are no longer safe, uh, which is terrifying to me. Man, that's changes worldly world right there. Yeah, and again, it's no use in PVE. At least thus far. Yeah, I don't know. I. Honestly, I hope there's not stealth mobs because it's one thing to uh, to take damage from things and know why you died, but if they start adding stealth mobs and you just oh, start getting killed, you know what? Actually, there are some mobs. There are dicey. some mobs that have stealth already, like just jaguars, right? Just the cats that you encounter. There's a few of the oh, like right. skill yeah, challenges yeah. and stuff. They they don't roam while they're invisible though. Like that's the main thing is that they turn invisible there's, once uh... they get into a fight. Yeah, actually, that's a good point, because there's, um, in Fractals also, um, in the, at least in the, the Molten one, not the, the, uh, duo, but the, like, the actual dungeon type one where you have to plug this, the steam holes, Mm -hmm. um, the mobs in there can stealth because they do blast finishers and smoke fields. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's terrifying at higher levels. Stealth mobs are, yeah, not the end of the world, but I think we're, we were both thinking of, like, mobs that wander around. Yeah, like roaming stealth mobs. It's it's totally different when you're already engaged in combat to see something like 
go invisible and then and then deal with that than it is to just be like, oh, by the way, surprise. Like, so. Yeah, as long as we don't true. get that, that's fine. But. <sighs> Those were the two that I said were promising, and now I'm sad. Because <laughs> so I was it, like, oh yeah, they have interesting applications, but not for PvE. Wah, wah. It really seems like, you know, the feel of this podcast is that, or this specific one we're recording now, is that, you know, it's a PvP class. It it feels that way. It feels that way. Um, But again, part of that is our own personal bias. Like, yeah, you know, definitely. You, you can't take that out of the equation. Um, yeah, I think I think a huge factor is we just don't know what's coming in Heart of Thorns. Uh, well, there's that too. So we sure. we can't see the like the immediate uh, like in PVE PVE blah, 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 PVP and World of the World we have a good idea of what's going to be happening. We have a good idea of the skill sets our enemies are going to have because we also have them. Right. Uh, and so and you know we have an idea of the mechanics, so we know how things can fit in. But in PVE, we just they just promise harder content. We what does that mean? Are they going to stealth? Are we have to finish them? You know, are gonna there's going to be? Are we going to have to adapt our strategies? Are we going to run some of these traits that we've never run because you know PVE mobs aren't knocking us down and dazing us? And the, those defensive traits are so 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 important in PvP and World v World, but we never take them in PVE because we haven't ever needed to. So you look at that and you go, oh well, that's in the context of our current PVE. Well, that's useless. I'd never use that. We just don't know if it's going to be useful or not in Heart of Thorns. So it's really, really hard to say to like to give a good verdict on it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, not to be you know uh downer, but I don't, <laughs> honestly don't have that much else to like talk about for it. Person, I mean, just personally from a personal investment, and you know, I haven't really studied up on it too much. Um, so I mean, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I guess the only other thing I would want to talk about a little bit is the, um, I think Brandon mentioned the final salvo, the yep. um, trait where you get regen based on super speed. Uh, so there's a lot of different ways to get super speed on the scrapper. Engineer in general has some super speed on it. You get regen ticks uh, for every second of super speed there's also a trait, I don't, I don't remember where it is, I just read this, um, where you get ticks of regen for swiftness, and you also get ticks of regen for, you know, that doesn't stack with actual regen, uh, or water fields or blastings. There's some potentially really interesting self-sustaining um, play there by making yourself go zippy faster <laughs> around the battlefield, if that makes sense. Uh, the the not necessarily an evasion tank, but the a very sustainy mobile character. Uh, I think that's exciting. I guess I was gonna say we hadn't really seen, but I get the uh, warrior the might fit does into that. that. Oh, the yeah, elementalist LE2, does a lot of that. So. You know, yeah. can be very deceptively tanky in World v. World. Yeah, yeah, they can heal themselves up a lot and move around and be very hard to to lock down. Um, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, if you I mean, could just... do something like that with an NG and not have, you know, light armor like you do with the Ellie, it might take the Ellie's position in World View World. And again, we're just talking about this in a PvP. I'm really excited to try the scrapper out in, you know, World View World now that we've talked about this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I've said a couple times that I really, like, I would like to get, um, I would like to find a World View World guild and really get into World View World. And, you know, I've been really in enjoying Stronghold. And, 
the mechanics of the, the elite specializations are really strong draws to try those different kinds of things just to see what you can do with them. I am pleased. I will be trying more stuff in Heart of Thorns. So, uh, also, because oh. we're uh, <laughs> super noobs, uh, I will be putting a link to uh, Wolfenir's analysis of the scrapper in the show notes so you guys can read from the the engineer, <laughs> the person who knows everything about engineer, uh, his thoughts on the on him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... So not... if we were completely wrong, tell us. Email us. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, if any, if any engineer, hardcore mains or whatever want to weigh in on uh, criticisms or excitement or any of that, uh, we would totally love to hear it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Otherwise, I think I guess we're just gonna call this a pretty short one. Do you want to just do cast cast? Sure. Uh, hello and welcome to cast cast the podcast with the podcast, but the cast for the podcast and style cast of other podcasts. This week on cast cast. Uh, I have some random crap. Uh, there's There was a website that came out today. Uh, the website did not come out today, but there was a new feature on it today. Uh, it's gw2efficiency.com, and they put out some neat uh, data visualization. There's some graphs and uh, a leaderboard of the people who have plugged their API codes into this website. It plots out... Um, like the top 15 people in the game in terms of gold or like account wealth and play hours which is interesting in itself because the there's a lot of I mean there's none with under a thousand hours for sure but there's a few with like 3,000 hours and there's one with like 14,000 I want to say yeah second place has 14,000 which is 1.6 years that account has been logged in for 1.6 years total out of three uh, just years. Slightly, yeah, just wow. slightly more than half of the entire game's lifespan. Yeah. Uh, which is, I guess, possible, but, like, mind-blowing to well, me. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's one of those things that, like, quote-unquote playtime has always been pretty unreliable because I know that there's a lot of people that just, like, sit and chat or, like, just even just leave their computers, like, idle while it's open. Uh, yeah, like, but... Guild Wars 2 has a better kick feature because my hours in Guild Wars 1 were way higher than it was because I would just AFK all the time. Yeah, but that's true. But you get kicked in this one, so that is that, that makes it more surprising to me. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, to, yeah, they may be playing Economy Wars 2 wherein they uh, sit around in Lion's Arch and Power Trade or something. Who knows? Or maybe they just legitimately play 12 hours a day. And they have 10 million karma. Probably. I don't know. I, just, I was actually really surprised. I looked up, uh, you can plug in your own API code and see where you, you sit for your bracket, um, yeah, like bracket being the account value by playtime. Uh, I'm in the bottom 25% of my bracket. Wow. Uh, I was really surprised because I thought I was fairly well off. I don't feel like I'm poor in this game. And uh, I have several legendaries and quite a bit of gold. And I was very shocked to find that I was uh, pretty much at the bottom of the pile. Although, to be fair, there's definitely selection bias going on because the type of people that are going to go to a website and find their API for their account and then plug it in are, uh, you know, a very much narrower subset than the number of people that have played that many hours. That's absolutely true. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, it's a very cool site, and I believe we talked about it last week, so it's cool that they're updating it with new stuff. I lost my show notes. Uh, they're there. No, that's not them. Where are they? Uh, Pink Day in hey. LA. Yeah, Pink Day in LA is the thing that's coming up. Uh, if you haven't ever, if you're just joining us in Guild Wars 2, or you haven't ever gone before, Pink Day is a, a long-running, I think like 2007 was our first year, uh, community event uh, happens mid-October where Guild Wars Entertainment Network, Gwen Radio, yeah, 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 did yep. I do it right? Uh, hosts a a radio show, but also an in-game event um, to raise awareness and money for breast cancer research. Um, it's a fantastic event. They have loads and loads of prizes if you donate. They have even more prizes if you attend. They've given out legendaries in the past. They've given out precursors in the past. They're doing the same this year. Um, I looked at the swag. There's a lot of... There's Guild Wars 2 swag, but there's also other stuff. I saw um, Don't Starve was... There was a few things for there. There was a chance to be written into someone's novel as a character they're giving away. Um, and it's good... It's just an overall very excellent community event. Um, we are not organizing anything for that. They um, they host different instances and, and guilds will get together and uh, run mini games and stuff like that. We're not doing any of that. Um, we just I just like to attend Pink Day and have fun. I do enough organizing of other events. They are fine without me. Uh, we, but we will be there in Forest. Relics of War is there every year. We usually change our guild logo to pink for uh, a week or so, if not the whole month. Um, and it, it's something we, we really support. So if you want to come hang out with us there or just, just be there in general, it's on uh, North America and European servers. I believe they've held every event also in Guild Wars the original, uh, in Lion's Arch, as you might expect. Uh, and I think they've held events out of, like, in other games, but I'm not sure what's going on with that this year as of yet. Um, so October 17th, Dye your armor pink, come hang out and dance and win cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, we've got something shiny coming from us soon. Uh, if you like your shinies and your swag, uh, but it's not quite ready yet. I was supposed to have it ready for this week, so it's in the show notes, but it was, there was complications. But it'll be ready next time, so have a teaser. That's right. Uh, yeah, so I think Aside from that, that's uh, pretty much it. So I guess we're calling it a relatively uh, short episode. So thanks for joining oh, no, me, no, no, YouTube. No. Oh, I've, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I did the thing. I always remember things right at the end. It's not a huge thing, but uh, key farming got super nerfed. Um, oh, I just threw a d20 across the room. I'm sorry. What did um, it land on? <laughs> eight. The suspense. Eight? Oh, that's not great. Continue. Uh, yeah, key farming got nerfed, so you can only do it once per week. The week resets at guild missions, uh, but this could cause some interesting things with the Black Lion skin market. Uh, generally, I, th I think, you know, we don't have the data, but I think due to key farmers, um, Black Lion skins were dropping to about 60 gold before they were... Uh, bumped up in the number of tickets you need for them. Depending on depending on the skin and the the set, but yeah. Yeah. Um. A lot. Well, a lot of the more recent ones were more like only getting down to a hundred. 
Like if they were popular ones. The the last few have been weird because some of them have been out. Like the gallant weapons were out for a month and a half, I want to say, and so those dropped really low. They drop below sixty, which isn't uh normal, I would say. The Balthazar ones only went down to maybe eighty at the lowest because they were only out for like a week. So there's been some weird examples of that lately. Yeah. Um, but I was overall, gonna say, I remember with having I bought some Balthazar weapons for investments, and they definitely did not get some of them. Didn't get much lower than a hundred, if at all. Yeah. So, but the key farming has been nerfed to one key per week now. Yeah. So if you do a level ten story on your character again, you will only get um, the like a a little bit of luck and a white champion bag and a sword or something. I don't remember what it was. Um, that's only for the level 10 stuff. You can still do the level 30, 60, and the living story one that gives Black Lion keys as many times as you want. It's just the level 10 ones. Uh, but I think that'll reduce the number of Black Lion skins coming in, which could be jacking those prices up a little bit. They also, well, they they increased, quote, this is in the patch notes, they increased the drop rates on Black Lion chests and Black Lion keys, so if you didn't know, Black Lion keys drop in the open world. Uh, and if you didn't know, I'm not surprised, because they have dropped for me about as often as Precursors. <laughs> well, they've dropped more than that for me, but I want to say I've probably only gotten maybe three in my lifetime. And Yeah, I think I've gotten two or three. Yeah, no no Precursor drops and maybe two or three no, keys. Total. I've gotten numerous keys from map completion, though. Completion. Yeah, that, that's yeah. definitely true. I've been hitting, honestly, I, I've been hitting the map completion really hard since the patch because I kind of wanted to just uh, finish off my my Black Lion ticket, so I had one for the next set that comes out so I could buy a skin and hold on to it. Um, but I completed seven maps and got no Black Lion keys. Actually, no, that's not true. I completed seven maps, got no Black Lion keys from map completion, and got one as a drop. So uh, my luck is not stellar, but also I've completed seven maps and I've got one Black Lion key. Uh, so obviously they're not dropping in numerous amounts. Yeah. Yeah. I I also I guess I think this has been since our last episode. I decided to uh I made a second ranger because I just wanted a different look and I wanted a female medium armor, which I didn't have any of, and I finished doing the full uh all of the skill point or skill challenges in the world in not too long. Uh, it does not take very long to do that if you're not doing hearts. So I think I oh, maybe yeah. talked about it a little bit, but and I know I talked about it on Twitter some, but it uh, it went it went quite quick. And the reason I was doing that was in preparation for you know spending some of them on my on the elite specialization when Heart of Thorns comes out. Yeah, I meant to actually I meant to bring this up this week, uh, considering we are about a day over a month. Uh, away from Heart of Thorns coming out, if there is anything you guys were doing uh, to prepare for launch specifically. I'm just farming mats a little more than I was before, hoping to help out the guild with the hull. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've been really shoring up my crafting mats thinking uh, that we're going to need them, because there's not really a whole lot of uh, evidence, I guess, behind it, but uh, on the new Heart of Thorns website, when you go to the guild section, uh, it shows a UI where you have to contribute like a thousand mithril ingots, a thousand silk uh, bolts, and like 500 iron block boxes or whatever. I don't know. 
for the first level of guild uh, guild levels, mm. which is not all that much if you have questions. a lot of people, but is no, a lot but for like, just a couple how, people. Yeah, I don't. I just I don't know. So we're we're just until we know more. Uh, we're just everyone shoring up their materials and just being like, oh, yeah, I just hoard everything. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of uh, map completion because that that's killing a bunch of birds with a stone for me uh getting the the materials um from low level stuff that i might not have giving getting the uh the skill points for my characters that don't have a whole lot of skill points sorry hero points uh terminology is weird uh and just having that um maybe not necessarily completing maps because my plan is kind of to get more map completion but not necessarily finish them so that when heart of thorns comes out i can uh, go do those hearts for experience and progress my masteries that way. So, just kind of general prepping. But I don't, I don't think there's anything specific I'm doing except getting skill points on alts so that they can get their elite specializations as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, like I said, I'm probably just gonna, especially on the professions I'm most interested in, their elite specializations, go and get all the hero challenges in the open world because it just doesn't take that long and it doesn't take that much effort. Um, like I said, as in, as as demonstrated by the fact that I went from 0 to 100% in a week on a brand new character, and most of my characters are at like 50% world complete, so they've got quite a few under their belts anyway. Um, other than that, I'm not really doing anything special to prepare. Uh, I pretty much took care of all of the mm, at least year one precursor... or legendary recipes if you will like the gift of might and magic and mystic clovers and map completion and pretty much everything except the specific gifts so i figure i'll look at what the new legendaries are and then either make a year one or a year two pretty soon after launch because i have sort of been sitting on materials but uh other than that nothing nothing too interesting I, that's all I've got this time. I really, I promise. You really? You, yeah. Okay. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, that sounds. Uh, yeah, that sounds like we're we're done. So thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Relics of War. If you want to get in touch with us, you can check out our website and forums at relicsofwar.com, email us at relicsofwar at gmail.com, or find us on your favorite social media site just by searching Relics of O R R. If you'd like to join us in-game, you can send a whisper or in-game mail to Spiritface, or drop us a note on Twitter or our website and say hi. Lastly, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes, feel free to leave us a comment and the rating you feel we deserve.